You're listening to the Quad Killjoys podcast. My name is Annie. And I'm Chris. We're talking about the sixth episode of Killjoys Season 5, Three Mutineers. While we will talk about anything and everything from that episode, there won't be any spoilers for future episodes. So let's get started with our reviews. Again, I really like the whole prison episode drama, but this episode, have to say, Dutch in a leather vest made the whole thing so perfect. And then, you know, the little shooting scene and the knee slidey thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) let's have more of that every episode. And again, I don't know why she just looks so sexy all beaten up and in the warden's clothes. But yeah, this episode had a lot in it where it had prison takeover and then Jack and his two moms, which I found hilarious. That should be like a sitcom, Jack and his two moms. And seeing the Green Queens back and oh everything. Then the big surprise at the end with the ship supposedly blowing up and Klein and the lady thinking that everybody's dead. Well, we'll see if that holds. But it was it was an action-packed episode, and I really enjoyed it. Because it covered a lot of ground. So what did you think, Chris? I loved this episode also. I, I've already talked to a number of people, like really for the past week or two. I, I don't know when the first promo pictures started showing up. But as soon as pictures of Dutch in that outfit started surfacing, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I can already tell that like 90% of our episode is going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because it's it's Dutch in a, a well tailored leather vest, and, over and tie. over a a button down shirt with the sleeves rolled up with a tie. <laughs> I was already hot. Now I'm getting hotter. Yep. <laughs> it's like there's no part of that that's not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did have a ridiculous thought. You know, you were talking about the scene where she slides on her knees mm-hmm. to to avoid the the gunfire. I had this ridiculous thought where I'm like, it's a good thing that her pants aren't also leather. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think you can slide that well in those. Not that I've tried. Those were like (laughs) knee-high leather boots. So on rewatch, I was like, wow, how did she accomplish that? But she did Mm. somehow. Very slippery full floor, I guess. But yes, that was great. Of course, the whole, you know, we're trapped in an area and have to figure out what's going on, which has just like been the last three episodes or whatever, but mm-hmm. good stuff. Good times. And as you mentioned, Green Queens, very exciting. I am drinking a green beverage right now in honor of the Green Queens returning. <laughs> True story. Oh, you were talking about the the ending with, you know, faking the ship explosion, which so clever. <laughs> Because, of course, as soon as they reveal that that's what they're doing, it's like, ah, of course, because they mentioned that earlier in the episode. But I, I wasn't thinking about it. I just, I love this show. It's so thoughtfully constructed. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And also, I've got to mention that scene even after that, where the warden basically tells all of the prisoners, your survival is thanks to these three killjoys. and. Th- the prisoners start applauding. And my first thought is like, oh, really? They're doing this? This is this feels a little cheesy. Yeah, that was my first thought. But then I was like, well, maybe it works because now they have their ship and potentially their army behind them. 
I would applaud him if I would had Dutch standing in front of me in that suit. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, what I was going to say, though, is my immediate thought is like, Okay, so this is a little cheesy. Are we really doing this show? And then you know what? Like 10 seconds later, I'm crying. (laughs) Because this is the exact thing. And I think I've talked about it before on one of our podcasts. I can't remember which one. I'm sure I've, I've mentioned this before at some point, though, that this is a thing that without fail will make me cry. The the prime example that I always cite is in, I think it's Spider-Man 2, when Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man saves the train full of people, and then he collapses, but the people inside the train grab onto him and then, like, pull him back inside. Oh, yeah. And then they're all, like, protective of him after, I think his mask has already come off. And Mm -hmm. so they're like, he's just a kid, which, of course, Tobey Maguire at the time, not just a kid, but that's beside the point. The point is, all these people, like are then taking care of Spider-Man, who had just saved them. And it makes me cry so much. <laughs> there's that scene. Oh. There's the scene in, in Superman Returns where he saves the plane at the beginning of the movie, and he sets it down in the baseball stadium. And then he walks out of the plane, and everybody in the stadium is applauding. I cry then. <laughs> oh. Just my point is, without fail, this is the thing that will make me cry when people, you know, recognize the heroism of others and are kind to them in return for their heroism that directly saved them. I don't know Mm -hmm. why it's a thing that always makes me cry, but it is. It is a thing that always makes me cry. So I thought it was going to be cheesy and and a little over the top, but you know what? It always works on me. So, yeah. so good job, show. You played me like a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's hard. I recognize this. I feel like we should talk more about Klein. He was interesting because the whole time he's talking to, you know, our Care Bear, Garrod, I was wondering, is he betraying the rebellion, or is he helping them, or is he doing it for his own? Is he doing it for his own machinations just to protect Dutch? Because I'm not always clear what side Klein is playing, even if it's obvious he's always protecting Dutch, but he's still under control of the lady, but not really. So I don't know. It was very surprising to me when he deleted the file. Hmm. To me, it wasn't necessarily surprising. It was just one of those things. I also spent all of those scenes wondering, okay, like, is he doing this as part of of what the lady was trying to get him to do? Is he doing mm-hmm. his version of what the lady wanted him to do, which I think is what was happening? Because clearly yeah. he didn't give her all the information that he had. Yeah. Which, you know, as is Klein's way. But I found it interesting that he still took control of the ship and she flipped out and he's like, well, I'm doing it under your command. So he's still playing her. And it was great acting by Rob Stewart when uh, he thought that Dutch was gone. But at the same time, I'm surprised maybe that, I don't know, I'm wondering, are he and the lady really fooled by that? Do they really think that everyone's dead? That is the question, because it seems like he thought that had really happened. 
But then yeah. you, you never know. Yeah. Because I'm like, God, Klein, you're smarter than that. But I mean, it it is one of those things you wonder because it could just be because Klein is such a strategist, right? Mm-hmm. This might be something he just hadn't predicted. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe yeah. given more time, he'll be like, well, maybe that's what happened. And and so it could just be that he hasn't realized that they're okay, that this is the thing that, you know, Johnny being Johnny would have thought of. I mean, I don't know. There are many directions they could go with this, which is the strong suit of the show. Yeah. And it's not necessarily what Klein believes. I'm more worried about what the lady believes, because we didn't really see her reaction. But we found in scenes with with, uh, the Green Queens and Jack that Jack is now safely hidden, presumably. And that the cube (laughs) must have been an effective place to hide people because it doesn't seem like the lady knows about Anila. Right. Nobody except for Jack seemed to know that Anila was was there and safe. Although I guess it turns out that Klein was the one who left her there. Yeah. But Return of the Green Queens. <laughs> so much fun. And I, I had uh I was very amused by how much Jack seemed to be into like that's my mom. You know, already he's like embraced <laughs> both of them as his moms. He's like, Okay, I come from a really weird lineage, but still they're really cool moms. They're really badass. And like the whole scene where Anila was threatening the, you know, guys that they took the money from, from the card game. I was like, oh, somebody still has it. Welcome back, Anila. I just was quite scared. <laughs> it was such a good scene. I appreciate that so much. And the whole being a little bit weird with Delsea. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't quite tell what she was thinking at the time. Because she'd, she'd sort of freaked out is too strong a, a word, probably. But she reacted strongly to Delsea being human again. And so things were a little tentative until that dude <laughs> dared offend Delsea. And and suddenly Anila's all like, you know, keep your hands off my family! Yeah, I thought that was really interesting and really cool at the same time that she immediately referred to them as her family. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, I guess she's being the ultimate and overprotective. But I did love that the Green Queens had some reconciliation at the end, that it wasn't necessarily about Delsea being human, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just about Anila being Holland. But that Anila still wanted Delsea and appreciated her. But the whole scene where Delsea stops and just starts, she's so exasperated and frustrated, she just starts grabbing whatever she can and flinging it at Anila. <laughs> Did you just throw forest filth at me? <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a good one. That whole scene was great. And good for you for standing up for yourself, Delsea. Yeah, exactly. Not that she does. I expect any, anything other than that from Delsea. Mm-hmm, because no one is more queen than me, yes. Definitely. And then that line, you're, Jack, go away. Your mothers are about to do... <laughs> what is it? Your mothers are about like, to do I'm, something I'm nasty. I'm going to be sexual with your mother, I think is how she oh, phrased yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> and he's just like, oh, God. Oh, Anila, I missed you. Yeah. But I wonder what her plan is, if any, her tentative plan to fight the lady. Where did the cube go? That she can just make it disappear so that it's Jack is safe from the lady. Yeah, I mean, they had said something before about, you know, in last episode, Jack said to Delsea that he thinks you can't see it until you're, like, ready to see it. Yeah. Or expecting to see it or something like that. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's Killjoy's logic. So, there's, <laughs> you know, it's not quite magic, but there's a magical element to Helen Powers. And again, how is it that Anila is still... Holland. Yeah, I don't know. But I like that they've left that as another element to perhaps explore for the rest of the season. Yeah, because the last we saw, I thought she, the lady, had captured her and could do what she wanted to her, but somehow she found herself safe in the cube. I don't know. Hopefully we'll get those blanks at least partially filled in in the next what, four episodes? Getting close now. I know. I mean, this season has gone extremely fast, I will say that. I'm like, wait, I'm having too much fun. Wait, it's going too fast. It's going too fast. It's going towards the end. What do you mean it's the end already? Although, really, I mean, seriously, hats off to the Killjoys crew for making this last season so much fun. I was mm -hmm. concerned, given last season, that there was so much to do and things had gotten so dire, I was worried that it wouldn't be as fun. But it's been really fun. Mm -hmm. That's how I would describe the season, too. I mean, despite their dire circumstances and being in the prison for a big chunk of the season and everybody on Westerly having to regain their memories and terraforming the moon and everything. But yeah, it's been a lot of laughs. And Dutch cosplaying as the warden. Yay. <laughs> she looked really good. But the warden Reinica also still looks really good. And I'm oh, glad sure. that I'm glad that it was uh yeah, interesting to see her and Johnny kind of form a tentative uh partnership there so they could, you know, get rid of the bombs and all of that and and he and Johnny got control of the ship and then Nusi just went <laughs> she got uploaded to the ship. She's all look, John. I can do all this. <laughs> so it's great that Nusi is still there. Oh, and we finally got your answers. Got got your answers for your question, Annie, about what it was that, that Johnny was missing. Yes, that was a very important conversation. And so much of, I think, a Hallmark Killjoys uh, scene between... Johnny and Dutch, where they really talk about what they missed about Old Town and about being trapped in that shared memory. And Johnny made it very clear. He's like, I, I love you, Dutch, but not like that. But he just doesn't want to lose her if he chooses a different kind of life. And then she reassures him that she'll never lose him or she'll never that he'll never lose her unless she gives him the crappy guest bed. <laughs> Go out there with your robot goats. And, and I'm like, they have robot goats in this world. <laughs> I mean, he's mentioned it before. So, yeah, there was a really great review that uh, Bridget Lashowski wrote about this episode where it's the hallmark of Killjoys is about the platonic friendship between Johnny and Dutch. 
And that's the strength of the show because mm-hmm. not enough shows, you know, show and develop platonic friendships, especially between a man and a woman and how that's just really the heart of the show. Yep. Agreed. So I'm glad that they finally had their talk and that everything is okay between them again. I did love that bit where Dutch ties the string around his finger, you know, almost like a proposal, but not, you know, a romantic proposal. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they establish with the flashback to when they met? Didn't they also give it one year to be Killjoys together? I think so. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's a nice parallel. This show's so good. Oh, and we got Fancy Lee. Oh, yes. But now (laughs) I'm a scientist. I feel smart. (laughs) Poor Fancy Lee being experimented on. Very little screen time, but what there was, was great. And Fancy Lee was still able to be his classic a-hole self. I expect no less. But I hope he's okay if he's been captured. So, and that the rest of the gang can hopefully wake up the rest of the moon through some ingenious Zeph device that she has now figured out. Uh, and Davin, again, didn't have much to do this episode except, you know, be in between squabbling siblings. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but there was that line when he's trying to get them to make up and he goes, well, I have never tried to kill my brother. I'm all, yes, you have. And he's all, intentionally. <laughs> Just made me laugh. First time in upon rewatch. Uh, and, of course, he's not too old to give Johnny a, a what do you call it, a noogie. <laughs> It was kind of adorable. Yeah, so I'm wondering how it's going to go going forward. Will the warden, like, I don't know, release the Killjoys? And will they somehow make a deal to turn the prisoners into some kind of army? You know, what's what's going to happen here? Because now they have, you know, I think they have somewhat of the means to go after the lady. They just got to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And of course, being very Killjoys-like, I don't know if it's going to go go according to the plan. I mean, it's all it's all about just sort of not quite winging it, but kind of winging it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that always, being on the edge of winging it makes me nervous. Like I said, it's not a sure thing. But that's that's what a good show is doing. Always having me concerned for our heroes. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you want to speculate a little bit. Like, what kind of ending do you think this show is going to have? Oh, I'm I'm honestly trying to not speculate just because oh, okay. I, I have no idea. Yeah. And I'm like, it could go one way or the other or a combination. And I don't know. I should modify that. It's not it's not that I'm trying is just one of those like i can't i can't ever speculate what's going to happen on this show i say even though i do a little bit but you know what i'm saying like i want it to be a good ending like you know a happy ending but i'm like no i don't know if that would i i just know that the show is going to do something unexpected yeah i don't know because it is one of those things where normal rules don't necessarily apply because there's mm-hmm. there's a recurring theme of essentially thinking you've lost people, but 
you don't quite. You know what I mean? Like, Klein technically died, but here he is again. <laughs> Lucy, they had to delete, but now there's Lucy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just normal show rules don't necessarily apply. Yeah. And at the same time, it is kind of a sci-fi trope that no one ever really dies. But the way that Killjoys does it, it's in a really unexpected yet satisfying way. Yeah, it's a less soapy version of that. <laughs> you know, it's Klein, but it's also a memory of Klein. <laughs> I love this show. I am excited to see what's going to happen in the next four episodes. It's only four. Hey, y'all, it's Stephanie. Sorry I wasn't able to be on the recording this week, but I did want to share a few of my thoughts. I liked this episode. I didn't like it as much as last week's episode. It got a little schmaltzy at the end there for me. I kind of wish we'd seen Dutch have to convince the prisoners a little bit more to get on her side. But you know, I'm not going to be too angry about at an episode where where Dutch is wearing a leather vest and a tie the entire time. They're, I'm too weak for such things. But and, and I also understand, you know, they they're cutting corners maybe a little bit here because they're running out of time. But again, this episode was was very enjoyable for a lot of reasons. You got the good stuff with Dutch and Johnny. You know that they are the heart of this series, and that platonic relationship is the heart of the series. And I I did kind of have a deja vu moment with the tying of the string around the finger. I thought, didn't they do this before? Oh, this is harkening back to when they first met. So I I loved that little tidbit that they included to evoke their past and their history with each other. And here's hoping now that things will be less weird and we'll get more of these really great Dutch and Johnny close moments like we have come to love and expect in the show. The Green Queen stuff was unsurprisingly a whole lot of fun. The conflict between the two of them, in retrospect, it really made sense to me thinking about how things went poorly between Anila's parents after Klein became Helen. So the fact that that became a conflict between the two of them and just the hilarious way that it resolved with Delsea seduction technique being assuring Anila she's still a horrible person. I just, I, I love them. They're so much fun. And I'm super intrigued by Anila's comment that she knows what the lady wants, because we've been thinking this entire season, oh, the lady wants Jack, oh, but the lady apparently is terraforming Westerly to make an environment for her hatchlings. Is Anila talking about something different that we're not aware of yet? And how is Anila still a Holland? I think those are two interesting tidbits that could be expounded on in in future episodes. I did really feel bad for Klein, thinking that Dutch had passed away or again because he's Klein I'm not sure I think he really believed that she died but is it possibly some elaborate plot to deceive the lady I don't know and did she really believe I think that also I'm not entirely sure how that's going to play out either but as much as I, I feel felt bad for Klein and at the end of this episode I was ribbing him a little bit for just listening to his secret listening device kind of in the middle of a big empty room where somebody could come upon him very easily, it seemed like to me. Uh, I was like, buddy, dude, earbuds? Something? In this future, they apparently need fewer sleeves, more earbuds. Just Clyde has not been as, as 
secretive as I would expect him to be this season. But again, uh, this was a great episode, lots of fun. I was particularly intrigued by the warden commenting that Dutch was wearing her clothes. That took me down some possible fanfic avenues. Um, yeah, just it was a fun episode. It was it was pretty much everything I wanted in a Killjoy's episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to us at killjoys at askgenretv.com. We also love getting voice messages, which you can send to us in a couple of ways. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. You can follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. The Quad is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Lost Girl, Orphan Black, and other shows, visit our website, askgenretv.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the Quad.